I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amy here without my beloved April. I miss her dearly. I am recording from Zion, Utah. I'm on a uh, 10-day road trip with my partner. We have a camper on our truck, and we drove from Santa Cruz to some hot springs in California to Zion, where yesterday we did a... They said it was 16 miles, but um, I'm believing it's more like 18 to 20-mile hike all in one day through the narrows of Zion. So you're hiking through the water. Um, that's why it takes so long because you have to keep switchbacking <laughs> through the river. And um, it's beautiful, just stunning and gorgeous. And I will say that after uh, it was 11 hours total of hiking, I will say after hour eight, uh, you're looking for the end. Or I can't speak for you, but I was. Um, but so worth it. And now I am hanging out in a park by a river recording uh, into my laptop. And then about to get into the truck and head with my partner to Bryce Canyon, where we will go on a sunset hike. And then we'll drive up to another park and then to Moab to go to Arches and then go to Canyonlands. And so we're doing the whole Utah tour, just getting out in nature, um, living in our camper, our little house on wheels. Uh, It's magical. Uh, If you haven't done it, highly recommend it. I prefer to do things glamping style. Um, I'm a little more rugged. So anyways, that's my update. So that's why I'm here alone without April. And I wanted to just take a minute to give a couple tidbits. And by the way, there's a lot of noises around me. You might either hear the river or some trucks going by. And now there may even be a helicopter with tourists on it. So bear with me. Um, so I wanted to take this moment to, this is going to be brief, but uh, I've had a couple of requests for Tantra, more information on Tantra and sacred sexuality. And I have a couple speakers lined up to do full podcasts on sacred sexuality. That's going to be super awesome. Uh, I think we'll probably record that in late June to be released in, in late June or early July. Um, so expect more in-depth info on Tantra and sacred sexuality. And we have done past podcasts with little tidbits on that, but I just want to give you some quick tips about Tantra, uh, how to incorporate that into your lovership or even with your self-practice because a lot of people, when they think of Tantra, they think of Sting. If it, Well, if you're 20 years old, you probably don't know who Sting is, but Sting, the musician, um, singer, who uh, has claimed to be Tantric and has sex for hours. And um, so a lot of times people think that Tantra is that. It's when you have sex for many, many hours and that... Um, the male-bodied individual abstains from ejaculation. You know, they can have orgasms without ejaculation. Tantra totally can be those things. But what Tantra really is, 
uh, is so much more than that. It's actually one of the oldest spiritual practices that comes out of India thousands of years ago. And um, what we know in the Western U.S. is actually neo-tantra, meaning um, it's mostly just about about sex for what for what people know of. Tantra is actually um, all about presence and all about ritual and uh, the idea. It's there's no resistance in it. Instead, it's full acceptance. So you think of that compared to um, religions, very different. Uh, and so. In Tantra, there's this full acceptance of the body's senses. In fact, the idea is that we can use the body's senses, you know, the touch, the taste, the smell, and presence through all those yummy senses as a means towards awakening here and now, experiencing nirvana here and now, you know, yummy bliss state instead of having to die to get there, um, to wait to die to get there. So uh, in Tantra, as long as you are fully present, embracing the body senses, really experiencing all the yumminess that the world has to offer in that moment, um, that is tantric. You know, it's complete presence through the deliciousness of the senses. And, and you can, you know, you see with that, you can walk tantrically by feeling, you know, say you're walking on the grass, feeling the texture, the sensations, the, the temperature of the grass on your feet as you step. You can eat tantrically by eating really slowly and tasting every little morsel of flavor that is available to you and feeling it as it drips down your tongue and down your throat and smelling the food before you eat it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, really, really relishing in all that the senses have to offer is very, very tantric. Um, and Tantra also involves ritual. So and, and if you look at like old, old school Tantra that comes out of India, there's a lot more to it. I'm not going to go too in depth in, into that. And honestly, I will say that I don't really know too much about all of that. Um, I know more about the world of sexuality. And, and even in that, I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself a Tantra professional. Um, I just I have some information um, and I'm passionate about it because my partner and I love to um to go into tantric states. And um, I also like to share this information because it's much more obtainable than folks like to think. They think it's, again, like that sting, hours upon hours of sex with no ejaculation. Uh, but really, you can be tantric in a minute. You, you've been tantric many, many times in your life by just being fully present for the body's senses. You know, if you've ever gone and just watched a sunset and just... Like not gone into your mind and all the stories in your mind, but just relished in the beauty of what your eyes are taking in. And just that, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And you're getting all these emotions and, and you know, rushes through your body. You know, that's a tantric experience. And the ritual part, um, it's, you know, how can you make things uh, a ritual? How can you bring ritual into... Uh, your daily practices, and then, you know, in regards to sex, how can you make sex, this celebration, this honoring of your partner? So Neo-Tantra, I believe, came to the U.S. or to the Western world more in the 80s. I think it's related to Osho. If you don't know Osho, there's a very controversial um, slash entertaining Netflix documentary that doesn't really uh, show him in the best light. Well, I guess it's like the people that work under him. But anyways, it's, it's called uh, Wild Wild Country on Netflix. You can check that out. Um, but he, uh, from what I know, is, is kind of responsible for bringing Neo-Tantra to the Western U.S. where people started using sexuality as the main modality for experiencing Tantra. 
Um, so in that, it's everything that I said, being completely present for all the touch, all the sensations. And that's very different from the stories in your head. You know, when you're in your head and thinking about your insecurities or what do I have to do later, or all that stuff that makes it so that you're not present, that also means that you miss out on all the yummy things that are you could potentially be feeling. So the key there is to stay present for the touch and the sensations. What does that feel like when you're being touched? What does it feel like when you are touching? And beyond that, you know, the feeling, there's also the smells and what you're seeing and just really staying present for all of that. And part of that, one of the keys here is just a slowing down. And if you've listened to past podcasts, you've heard me say this so many times. Go slow and then go slower than that. Uh, because when we move fast, it's often hard to feel all the things that are available, all the sensations. But when we slow down, then we can truly pick up on everything and really relish in it. So slowing down and presence are huge. Um, and, and it really is this meditation of checking in when the mind does this busy thing and then just coming back to the body and to the sensations. Um, and, and so again, you can have tantric quickies. If you are fully present and just relishing in all the sensations for five minutes, that can be very tantric. And if in that you also incorporate an honoring, you know, an honoring of yourself, you know, thinking of yourself as this like divine sexual being and really listening to what do you want and honoring that and you're really celebrating you as well as that and your partner, you know, as you touch them, you're honoring them. They're your king, your queen, your God, your goddess, your however you identify, but they're more than just you know, your lover or this person that you have sex with. There's someone that you revere or want to adore and take care of and going about it from that standpoint. Um, and there's ways to create sweet little rituals uh, in our sex lives that can be... Sorry, it's getting a little windy. So <laughs> if you hear wind, my bad. Um, sweet little rituals so that, that can be just really, really yummy, really sacred thing to, to share with a partner. Um, so... Some ways to create more ritual or honoring and more bring Tantra into your sex life is to set the scene. You're know, not just like, okay, we have sex in the bed every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. with the lights dimmed. Yay. And maybe that's your jam. Awesome. But really set the scene. You know, romance yourself if you're just doing some self pleasuring because you can be tantric in masturbation. Or romance your partner if there is some mutual pleasuring. Um, how else can you make that scene beautiful? You know, maybe it is candles and roses, or maybe you think outside of the box and there's something else that can really just make this a really beautiful experience. Again, it doesn't have to be for hours. This can be for, you know, a 10-minute play session, but you spend two minutes making the scene beautiful before you go in. As this, It's this act of honoring, and part of that is you know, setting the scene, which I will admit, I'm not very good at. April, on the other hand, has a great eye for how to make things beautiful for like style and fashion and, um, and design. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. So for me, it could be something as simple as um, the lighting and some candles and just like setting an intention with my partner when we sit down to play, you know, like looking each other in the eyes and just say something simple like, uh, my intention is to just like go as slow as possible and take all of you in and truly honor you. And then we start to touch. It's that simple, you know, as a way of bringing in an honoring and, and, a, and a ritual. So 
my advice is to, if you want to bring this in, is to get clear on what feels authentic to you and to your play. You know, what, what kind of ritual, what kind of uh, honoring feels good for you? Because, you know, my form of honoring might not be your form of honoring. And that's really the premise of Shameless Sex is to inspire uh, you all to get clear on what's for you and you get to make your own rules. And that applies to all these things too with Tantra. So that's one one way is um, is setting the scene. And then I also commented on another piece is that that intention before just sharing, even if it's just a couple of words before you start to touch your partner, what your intention is before you start to go into the playtime. And maybe it isn't just to move really slow. Maybe you're in an intention of like, I'm just like current. I'm I'm hungry for all of you and I just want to like devour you. You know, that still is an intention. It's a different different way of being than slow. Um, but I think by bringing in some intention, that's also part of setting the scene and can get both people clear. Because often when people start to have sex, they don't have those conversations. You know, what kind of sex do you want to have today in this moment? Are you feeling slow? Are you feeling fast and hard? Are you feeling like primal, animalistic? Are you feeling like dominance and submission? You know, what are you feeling right now? Because... It changes, you know, as for myself, as someone who's into slower, deep, connected, very um, often tantric sex, I also do like the occasional primal kind of animalistic or or I will differentiate that between like dominant submissive sex. And that changes. It, and it's just based on my mood. It's based on my hormones. And it shifts. You know, if I'm... Um, playing with my partner and they start to go into this dominant submissive thing you know they give me like a spanking or something like that and they oh sorry okay just a side note i'm in a park in utah it's the land of mormons someone just walked by me right as i said give me a spanking <laughs> okay anyways um <laughs> uh, that's my life so side note um but if I don't say, you know, they give, so if they give me a speaking when I'm craving more like slowness and tenderness, um, then it can be really shocking to my body. And in that moment, I can say, well, like, whoa, whoa, that was a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm really just, I'm feeling more slowness and tenderness. Can we actually move in that direction? Um, but what would be more helpful is if I got clear before, you know, we set that intention before. It could be just so that we don't go into that place where I don't have to go into shock. Um, so that's another thing, just setting intention with your partner as well. Um, and and I just can't emphasize enough this honoring piece. And if honoring isn't your word, then maybe admiring or adoring or worshiping, you know, bringing that in as much as possible if you want to, you know, if, if, if tantric sex is feeling like it's your jam, um, I think can be really, really beneficial. The other thing that you hear often in Tantra is this thing called eye gazing, which is looking into each other's eyes. Um, and uh, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable if they don't have experience with it. And yeah, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, eye gazing. I look at people's eyes. But have, the question is, have you really looked in someone's eyes without words? Or you can have words too, but sometimes the words take away from the ability to look deeply and to truly connect through the eyes. So... This is something else you can incorporate, um, just not even having sex and just looking at each other in the eyes for, even if it's two minutes, two minutes is a long time to just look in the eyes and to just do that and really take them in, 
you know, noticing the color of their eyes, maybe the sparkle, and then also probably noticing the thoughts that come up in your mind and, you know, the insecurities or the questions or the, oh my God, this is weird, or how long is this, or da 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 And just coming back, you don't want don't to stay with those thoughts, coming back to the person in front of you. You're just taking them in and maybe just focusing either on your breath or on the person that you see in front of you, their eyes. And sometimes when we look deeper into someone's eyes without just being in conversation and with the intention of really taking them in, um, a lot can happen there. One, we can see them in a different way. Two, we can feel more connected because the eyes are probably the most vulnerable part of another person when we connect these two things together, my eyes and your eyes. It's very vulnerable. It's almost like we can't hide anything in that. You know, they, they get to, the person that's looking at us in that moment can see all of us. You know, there's, so we're, we have nowhere to run and it can be really scary. Um, and it can also be really beautiful and really connected because I believe, you know, through the scary is the beauty. You know, we go through the challenging things, that discomfort, like, oh, this is weird. And then we come into this, whoa, all of a sudden I'm really connected. I really see you. I really feel seen by you finally. Um, so this is something that you can do and not have sex. You can also do this before sex. You can also do this during sex, you know, pre-negotiate it or during sex say, hey, for the next minute, can we just not say any words and just, and just keep moving our bodies together, but just make sure our eyes stay connected? Just see what happens. You see what comes up. Most likely, um, a little bit more connection. Possibly not, but most likely it is available to you. So that's something that you often hear about in Tantra and that you can incorporate in little teeny tiny ways into your touch and playtime. Um, I, I just want to emphasize that, um, anything that we talk about in this podcast, really everything isn't for everyone. You get to choose. You try Tantra practices and you're like, eh, I'm more of a primal dominant person and Tantra's not really my thing. That's all good. You get to choose. There isn't one way of being that's better than the other. What I will say though is Tantra isn't just slow and soft. It isn't just like eye-gazing and slow, connected sex. You can be kinky and be tantric um, because quite often when there's a kind of a, a kinky scene set up, you know, dominance mission or maybe like a slave master or a flogging session or whatever that is, um, there is this unity between two people. And the unity is also kind of the point of Tantra is that everything is one and that we're kind of living this life where we're not connected to that oneness, whether it's that oneness with nature, oneness with everything, oneness with our partner. And that Tantra allows us to feel that, that through the honoring and ritual and complete presence, we feel one with everything or with our partner as opposed to separate. And that that is that's a spiritual experience and a really beautiful, fulfilling one. And if you bring that into sex... Wow, like talk about connection and unity with your partner. You feel one with them. You're not two separate bodies fucking or however you identify with the sex that you have. So in kink, quite often, if there's two or more people, 
there is this unity thing going on, this exchange, this, you know, maybe there's a negotiation that happens before and then this energetic exchange where they're in this like bubble or vortex of really paying attention to all the senses and sensations that come up for each of them, reading their partner, not in their head, like, oh my God, are they enjoying this? More so like, what is their body doing? Are they getting really flush? Are, what are the sounds they're making? Um, what am I feeling in my body, etc.? There's... There can be this very tantric experience in a very heated, more, um, you know, kinky way. So tantra doesn't just have to happen in one way. And we've talked about this in this podcast before, but I recommend the book. I love, love, love the book Urban Tantra by Barbara Corellis. We have it at purepleasureshop.com. You can get it at 15% off using coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps. Um, I took a five-day training with her. Uh, it's uh, Urban Tantra Professionals training for folks who want to incorporate it into their work. And she's just amazing. It's like orientation inclusive, gender inclusive, everyone inclusive. And she talks about how Tantra and kink are very much related, Tantra and BDSM, how you can be Tantric in your BDSM. Um, which in fact actually would probably make BDSM more safe because people are more connected and present. Whereas if people are practicing BDSM without being connected or present for the person they're playing with or people they're playing with, stuff can happen uh, there that, you know, little little slip ups and things because they're not paying attention with complete presence to what's going on for their partner. So I guess the point of this share of Tantra is to inspire people to... Um, to get to stop thinking of it as this challenging thing to learn and you can only do it one way. In fact, it's so expansive and you can make your own rules with it depending on, you know, what's right for you. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of Tantra, that Tantra really is this transgressive art that was very accepting of all people. Um, in, 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 the, in dating back to, you know, thousands of years ago, it was that. In fact, the tantric practi- practitioners, I believe, the tantricas, I don't know if that's what we call them, but they were kind of the outcasts because they were so um, radical in their acceptance. Um, and still to this day, I, that's true, not just for tantra people, but for people that are radical in their acceptance of sexuality and of the diversity of sexuality, there is a lot of... Um, stigma around that and that so that still exists to this day and has for a long time and there's been plenty of time periods and plenty of cultures and even within our culture where there's there's um times and places where people do have a lot of acceptance and um but i think that's one of the beauties of tantra is it's all about acceptance and not resistance except an acceptance of pleasure you know that's the other beauty is pleasure is the path whereas if you look at religions, most of them are like, ooh, pleasure. Let's get the fuck away from that. That's dangerous. Um, but Tantra is like, oh, pleasure? Go there. You know, go there. That's that's the path towards bliss and nirvana. And I'm not preaching that. I'm saying that's what Tantra says. Again, you get to choose um, what feels right for you, but that's kind of more of the Tantric belief. Uh, so that's my really, really, really quick rundown. There's so much more to it. it there's, it's endless. You can talk about chakras and all kinds of things. And I personally, um, I'm, I, the way I teach Tantra is much more of like this fusion, this, this like how-to perspective to teach, to speak to the woo-woo energy feel people, uh, as well as to teach the academic folks. Um, and I also will say that I don't know, I'm not a, a complete expert in it, um, I, th- I think I have a knack for being able to speak to the, uh, as kind of a fusion, 
um, fusion perspective, especially to like the newbies and the beginners. Uh, and if you want to learn more about Tantra, really, Barbara Corellis, that book, Urban Tantra, um, they are phenomenal. And there's other great texts and programs, all kinds of things. And the speakers we'll be bringing on, they um, have online programs if you want to learn Tantra from anywhere in the world. Um, I also have a uh, online uh, Tantra 101 class just a lot of information on Tantra that's like an hour long. You can find it at purepleasureshop.com and go to the online classes and um, if you want to learn more about that too. So those are just some simple tips. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm laying in the sun in my bathing suit next to the river in Utah in Zion, as I said. And um, I need to put some sunscreen on. <laughs> um, but it, it is lovely to share with you. I'm inspired to... Sh- to I'm going to check the sound on this. I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm really digging recording in nature. It's feeling good. Um, So, yeah. And April, I love you. I miss you. I will see you soon. We have a lot of really awesome podcasts coming up. We have one coming up on sex trafficking and sex work. Um, Spoken from someone who has uh, worked in that field. Um, slash sex trafficking, I wouldn't say worked in that field, um, was forced to work in that field. Uh, and what else? We have Tantra coming up. We have a BDSM podcast coming up from the woman who created Bondissage. Super excited about that. Uh, we have a podcast coming up on STDs, STIs. So a lot in the works. And uh, as we always say, feel free to, re- to re- review us on iTunes. It really helps us. Um, so if you haven't done so, go ahead and go into iTunes, um, write a review, and if you sometimes we read them, and if you request a specific accent, April will often read it in that accent. Um, she's already done French and German, a Minneapolis accent, and Jamaican, and it, Irish. So get away from those. <laughs> Try something else. Um, so yeah, that was it. Thanks for listening to my mini mini tantra rant, and. Um, As April always says, we love you and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.